You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. On today's Credit Union Leadership Podcast, we get to talk to Jill Sammons, mentor of mine and Senior Vice President of Marketing and Strategic Communications at BCU. Her 30 years of Credit Union marketing and business development experience, beginning all the way back in 1991, has prepared her to be able to share with us, the Credit Union leaders, all about marketing, branding, and living your why as a credit union professional. Stay tuned to this episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Jill Sammons, uh, welcome to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. I wanna wanna talk to you about brand and why uh, brand is so important for credit unions. Um, Can you do me a favor for the audience and define what it means to have a brand as a credit union? Sure, sure. let me start by saying thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's fun to be here. Uh, you know, credit unions aren't any different than any other entity, and I use entity on purpose, uh, who wants others to know who they are and what they stand for. So whether it's your personal brand or a corporate brand, especially in today's world, you want to attract and retain more, you know, better relationships uh, stronger relationships if it's your personal brand, but attract and retain more business uh, and and the right business. Uh, so you have to understand your why. It really start everything starts at the core at your why. Um, for credit unions specifically, as part of a commoditized industry, it's even more important because there's so few tangibles. You know, if you're a, if you're a consumer packaged goods company. People, I think, tend to define your brand or become loyal to a brand because of the product itself that you're selling and um, whether or not they like that product, it does what they expect it to do, whatever the case may be. But you know, with a credit union, we've got debit cards and credit cards. And if you're old school like me, you still write an occasional paper check. So those are the tangibles, but that's not what the credit union is built on. The credit union is built on the relationships that we form with each other as colleagues and then with the members. So it's everyone in the organization's responsibility to live the brand. I'm talking to Jill Sammons from BCU, also known as Baxter Credit Union. Um, one of my mentors one of my first mentors when I was a developing manager and emerging uh, leader at that credit union, you helped me develop a brand that was advertisable to the rest of the organization. So when we talk about corporate brands and personal brands, you know we've got a marketing team that can help us with the corporate brand. We're going to talk a lot about that on today's podcast, but you, you brought up something that I think the listeners would enjoy hearing from you. It's just something that I got the privilege of working with you on is that personal brand. So can we just maybe sidebar a bit and talk about how do you advertise for yourself? Yeah, I I think a personal brand really has to be most important thing is genuine, you know, and, and, and I'm really so glad that today more focus is put on bringing your authentic self, no matter, you know, what that looks like, 
to work, uh, to, you know, to any of your social gatherings, you know, no one wants to leave the house in the morning and have that heavy feeling that I've got to go be someone I'm not. Uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> and and no one really wants to do that. So um, understanding and really coming to terms with uh, what your personal brand is. And, and, and I, I guess I'd put a little caution in there um, because I have three grown children um, who have grown up in the age of social media. I would say, you know, not everything is always as perfect as it seems when we look at, at social media. So when you're developing a personal brand and you're really making a concerted effort about it, I think a lot of people mistake, well, how I portray myself on social media defines my personal brand. And I would say, you know, don't do that. Don't fall into that trap. Um, really understand who you are what you stand for, give that some thought, journal, uh, you know, really be introspective about that. And once you understand that, it's like this big epiphany, it's like an aha moment that now you're comfortable with that and you can go build your brand on just being authentic and genuine and, and projecting who you are and what you stand for. ECU just recent, well, not recently, it feels recent, <laughs> but maybe five years ago, went through a brand uh, redo, refresh with uh, mm -hmm. you know core values, like wow, the member, um, I, I think you even had help from maybe someone from Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, so we just had this, you know, this, this huge kind of reveal. And I was just so impressed with how every communication from our CEO, Mike Valentine, always had the mission statement somewhere in there uh, and always talked to some of the core values. Talk a little bit about how a credit union would analyze themselves, how a credit union would find out who they authentically are, and then have that aha moment and start to actually walk down that path versus trying to be everything to everybody. Sure, sure. Um, it's a really good question. And I think uh, something that sometimes is a bit of a trap that we can fall into. And, and I certainly didn't learn this on my own. I, you know, with the help of, of really smart people at agencies who, uh, who taught me a lot of things and, and, and our team, a lot of things about branding is that a brand is not a logo or a tagline uh, or a color palette. Your brand should start with your brand narrative. Really understand um, build a purpose statement, you know, um, mission statement, I think is certainly relevant purpose statement has become a little bit more in vogue. Um, and so build a purpose statement, have, have a tagline, have a tagline that, that means something that's maybe a little catchier and, and is, is rolls off the tongue and comes to mind quickly. But then in between those two statements, sit your brand promise. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. That is, you you feed your your constituents, whether it's your employees or or your your members in some cases, but you you give them something to hold on to. What are you promising them? Um, and, and I think if we start with the narrative, the rest of it comes. The the logo, the color palette, maybe a logo mark that we use. Um, 
I know when you were at Cardinal Health, you know, it was the wings um, and, and, you know, with Target, it's the bullseye. And so a logo mark, a logo, a color palette, those are all things that serve as visual cues. Those become the visual cues that conjure up the emotion. So think of a brand as a, you know, a psychological and, a, and an emotional connection that you're making with your employees and with your members, um, but not necessarily built on just the logo or the tagline alone. So I, I think it's really, really core to starting with that brand narrative and let the rest come. Okay. And so uh, BCU has a purpose statement. Let me see if how bad I can <laughs> botch this, okay? Uh uh, <laughs> empowering members fin- financial wellness. Am I close? You're very close. You okay. are so close. Okay. Uh, and, and that's your version. So that's yeah. great. That's part of your brand, but right. it's empowering people to discover financial freedom. Oh, so close. I, I, I missed out discover and freedom. Those are two powerful <laughs> words. Um, discover freedom. Uh, and, fr- and so, uh, and, Let's go to the tagline here today for your tomorrow. I love that tagline, by the way, here today for your tomorrow. Um, And then uh, as far as a service promise goes, I want to kind of bounce this off of you. Um, You know, here at Service Art Consulting, we do training on leadership development. And a lot of what we train is missional leadership. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, what we'll say is, yeah, your credit union might have a, a, a mission statement, purpose statement, vision statement. But at the branch level, you can come up with something along the lines of a branch rallying statement or a service promise that we have at that level. And so I just wanted your take on, you know, can you give us a little bit more meat to chew on when it comes to a service promise? What does it look like to have a uh, a service promise in that narrative for, for your brand? I think it's so important. I think it's so important, you know, especially because you really want your entire staff to be brand ambassadors. Every single person, you know, sometimes people will ask me, well, how many, how many people do you have in your marketing department? And my answer kind of prompts a little bit of a shocking response because the real answer, if you looked at an org chart, might be, you know, it might be 15, it might be 17, whatever it might. But my answer is usually equates to however many employees we have at the credit union at that time. So uh, today nice. it might be 825. And, you know, it, it, it makes people aghast because, you know, how do you have that many people in your marketing? Well, because everyone becomes a marketer of the credit union if they understand what you stand for and, and they live that out. So we all stand for service, right? And, and so having that, that service mantra built into everything that we do is so important. At BCU, it's be extraordinary. Everything you do, do it in an extraordinary way. And it will equate to better service. Um, Mike Valentine, when he does his video remarks to employees every month, he re- we do we do tell employees what our net promoter score is. We do tell them where we're at. We have a goal for the number, but he reminds everyone that it's not about the number. The number is what we use to measure our ability to provide service. But that's not what we want employees thinking about. We just want all you have to think about is be extraordinary. 
like that. So we're getting to the who. So we've covered, you know, the what is, uh, we covered the why, um, but we're, we're now at the who. And so let's, let's ask you this question, Jill Sammons, who is best cut out to develop a brand for a credit union? You know, I think I really, I, 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 I would say it's everyone. Um, a lot of times people will, or traditionally it's tasked marketing and that's, that that's logical. Um, but I think there's also more to it than that. I, I would, I would bring HR into the loop, HR, talent management, talent acquisition, maybe in your organization, those three areas are combined like they are at BCU employer brand is just as important as having a corporate brand. Um, and I would also say that for your brand to be believable, the tone has to come from the top. It really has to come from the top. So um, it took, you mentioned our brand refresh uh, back in 2018. It took uh, a while to bring the executive leadership team along through the exercise of you know, it not being, a, we're not going to start with a new logo. Um, we're not going to get straight to the new tagline. We're going to go through and examine the brand archetype. We're going to develop the brand personality. We're going to, we're going to create that brand narrative and um, sitting on every word and then testing that brand narrative with your membership you know, do focus groups, talk to people who are not only your members, but eligible non-members. If, if they're an eligible non-member, then it's important for you, for you to know why aren't they a member? Why haven't they been compelled to join? They're eligible. Is it an awareness issue? Is it a, uh, a value proposition issue? So it, from my perspective, it's almost more important to talk to the eligible non-member than it is the member uh, when you're trying to develop your brand. So who's best cut out to develop it? I think you need a cross-section of people across the organization and involve your constituents, your members. If you're a, a SEG-based credit union like we are, involve your the companies that you serve. Uh, have them be a part of that conversation too. I love talking to Jill Sammons here from BCU. What are the fastest growing credit unions in the last 15 years? Um, when we started out, you and I, Jill, we were task-focused marketing. I would send you, you know, a note from my branch saying, hey, tomorrow we've got an event coming up. We need marketing to do this thing for us. And, you know, that's just kind of the the real world life of of most marketing departments in a credit union today. So how do we move? Maybe give us some of your best practices moving from that ads product-centered marketing to a focus on brand marketing. Sure, sure. Getting really good at storytelling, I think is really important. And there's lots, you know, for, for those that might not really know what that is, there's lots of workshops out there uh, that, that you can participate in. Um, our team has done this twice where we've, you know, brought in a, a, a storyteller to go through workshops with us so that we can learn to become better storytellers. When you, when you can tap into the emotional connection with the people that you want, that you do serve and you want to serve, 
And you really start to create that emotional bond and that connection, the product sale will come because you're, you're part of that story involves how product is the conduit to make that dream happen or the problem go away or the stress be reduced, all the things that people associate with finances typically. Yeah. Um, you know, one example that uh, I, I give often is credit card marketing. It, it's it, the, the urge is usually to have, you know, a giant picture of the card in the advertisement. But think about it as a, as, as a consumer. We're all consumers. Does anyone really ever wake up in the morning and say, I, I can't wait to get a new credit card today? They want what they can do with the credit card. They don't really want another piece of plastic in their wallet. So tell the story, give them a reason to believe in what they can do with that credit card and tap into that. And a lot of that goes into a much more complicated conversation around segmentation and, and, you know, understanding who who it is you're talking to and anticipating those needs. But once you know who it is you're talking to and what they most, uh, you know, personalizing it to what they most need. Now let your brand tell the story about how how you can make that happen for them. So uh, Jill Sammons is a senior vice president of marketing and strategic communications. Uh, so far, we've been talking about brand, um, and you're over two different distinct areas. Maybe some credit unions have a communications department. Um, tell me a little bit about how brand plays out in the community in your public relations, if that's uh, what we're going to call communications. Sure, sure. So certainly one component of communications is public relations. Uh, For us, as I'm sure it is in a lot of organizations that are listening today, um, there is internal communications, uh, there's brand communications, there's public relations, there's a lot of different labels we can put on communications. Um, So for public relations, it's getting noisier and noisier. Uh, and, and I would argue that today, more public relations professionals spend time on crisis communication than they do anything. Um, more marketers are getting better at enveloping public relations into their everyday marketing strategy. So I think the emphasis on public relations, PR professionals today are spending less time worrying about, you know, talking about the corporate brand and things like that in their PR material. And sadly, it's become more about crisis communications between civil unrest and the pandemic, um, uh, natural disasters. You can't escape being impacted. Uh, by crisis and um, cybersecurity in our industry, such a big topic, you know, communicating um, how to stay secure. So that is definitely a niche of communications. And so a, a piece of advice I would have for peers of mine would be um, try to avoid double duty for someone who writes your copy for your uh, for your general ads and have them also be your public relations person because it may the trap you could fall into is you miss the mark on the crisis communications um, if you're not 
uh, well-versed and you're not well-trained at doing that. Again, there's lots of, uh, it's not expensive to be trained in uh, critical communications, um, but it is really, really important. You got the credit union leaders uh, in, in the in the listening audience here. Any last thoughts, parting words of wisdom from Jill Sammons before we wrap up today's podcast on branding at credit unions? I think the, the this may be stating the obvious given the audience here, but it for anyone who hasn't uh, really allowed themselves to um, absorb Simon Sinek uh, and his Find Your Why. Uh, publication, I would say it's well worth the read. Um, We have been far more successful in establishing a brand, having having brand come up in almost every conversation at all levels of the organization um, really began once we started digging into finding our why and having everyone in the organization draft their why statement. So that would be a really great exercise. It doesn't cost anything. Just have everyone in the organization um, learn how to write a why statement. And you'd be amazed at how much overlap there is from one person to the next. And that really helps to solidify and and kind of create a rallying cry around your brand, uh, who you are and what you stand for. So it's a, about a you know $20 investment in a book and uh, a few hours of your time and learn how to write a why statement. Leveling up marketing and business development since 1991, Jill Sammons has found her why and she's helped us level up the leadership of the credit unions in the movement and the leaders thereof. So thanks Jill Sammons for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's so great to connect with you again, Scott. Thanks for having me. A brand new perspective on marketing from an old friend. Again, thanks again for Jill Sammons for being on today's podcast. She's been on other podcasts. I'm going to put links to those in the show notes. Go check those podcasts on Credit Ian's Out. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Credit Ian Leadership Podcast.